Welcome to another edition of the PW Mania Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Justin C., joined by my co-host, the chairman, Stephen Vincent, this week. Cam could not make it on this week, unfortunately. Uh, take a week off, and it was funny, like, for our first week gap where we did it, we took the week off, there really wasn't much. And all of a sudden, I feel like, come, like, Thursday and Friday last week, there was a whole bunch of news, backstage news, that came out over the last week or so that we're definitely looking forward to touching on today. Let's start with, I think, the lighter side, uh, you know, not as much stuff, uh, the AEW side of things. Uh, we had Winter is Coming last night. We had MJF uh, retain the title, uh, his AEW world title, against Ricky Starks. We had Chris Jericho kind of pulling a Razor Ramon 1-2-3 kid kind of situation here. Uh, we're uh, losing to um, a jobber, I'm, uh, Action Andretti. Um, you know, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just losing to him, I guess it was something. Out of all people, he had an impressive match with QT Marshall, and Jericho thought he could do something for him. Uh, so he did that. Uh, you know, acclaimed and against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I mean, God. All right. Okay, Tony, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, but what are your thoughts on last night's Dynamite show, Chairman? I mean, it was fine, you know. I mean, because, yeah, there were some big matches. Obviously, you have a world title match. And sure, you don't expect Ricky Starks to win, but obviously Ricky had his moment, you know, with MJF. But, like, you know, the rest of the show, I mean, there was just a lot of, like, whatever. Like, I'm done with this Death Triangle Elite thing. Like, you know where you're going seven matches. Like, just you now they're naming off all these stipulations for, like, if there's a match six, if there's a match seven, like, there's going to be a match seven. I've watched wrestling long enough. And then, I mean, one of the few highlights, I guess, was, you know, seeing – you know, Malachi Black, you know, returned with his friends, beat up QT Marshall. It's like, that was, that was probably the highlight of the night. Like, everyone's already crowning Action Andrade as the next one, two, three kid. I'm like, well, one, two, three kid, Sean Waltman had a very successful career in the wrestling business. Um, I don't think Action Andrade is going to be picked up by Triple H, Kevin Ash caliber wrestlers and, you know, given the freaking treatment and, you know, I don't think Action Andrade is going to be anything worth a damn. So, cool, you impress Chris Jericho, but, you know, maybe he'll go down the, the Chris Jericho well, the never-ending feud for, like, eight months and then just doesn't benefit him at all. But, I mean, AEW's, they're, they're struggling right now. I mean, between injuries and Tony Khan just being a crappy booger all of a sudden. I mean, I, I will say they're trying to get people to watch Rampage now because, you know, they announced Moxley versus Sammy Guevara and, Britt Baker's in action, Wardlow's in action, but, you know, unfortunately, it does not do enough to move the needle. The time still sucks, and it's taped, so one year one, Google, Twitter, search away from find out the results anyway. Yeah, I, you know, if people enjoy the, I mean, Death Triangle, the uh, the Elite stuff, fine, but, like, it's, I've seen the arguments that, like, people are saying, it's like, well, there was pretty much no reason to do a 7-match thing, there was no build to it at all, and then I see the arguments, like, well, it's, like, getting served a good thing seven times, and, like, well, yeah, if I got served something good seven times in a row, I would get sick of it after, like, the third or fourth time. It's like, there's only so much they can do, and I'm somebody that's never been that big of a fan of the Young Bucks in the first place, so I can only need to see as many of these spots, you know, they, they do all the time constantly repeating it's like okay oh, it's the same thing over and over and over again it's like that's the problem and like chairman nailed it on the head it's like 
I have no reason to care about any of these first six matches because, as he said, we've been wrestling fans for so long. We know it's going to go to a seventh match. So why should I even get invested fully into this thing until we get to seven, until we find out who the real winners are, even if it's a blowing a 3-1 lead? You know, it's like, I, who cares? Like, I don't get it. Like, it's, you should have done a best of three, if that. I would have been fine with that. A best of seven. And I also find it kind of funny that, uh, you know, last week on the show, the six-man tag was in the main event and had one of the, was like the lowest or one of the lowest-rated main events in Dynamite history. So then they moved themselves up to the first half of the show so they could get a little bit of a carryover from the Big Bang Theory, which apparently draws over a million people from 6.30 to 7. So, you know, that's funny. You know, they won't admit that. But, of course, that's something to look at, too. But, yeah, like you said, MJF's title run, trying to keep him as a heel is just a little bit, um, you know... All right, I think the fans still kind of want to cheer him, and unfortunately, they I think MJF wants to be a face, so I don't think you're going to be looking at, or a heel, excuse me, MJF wants to be a heel. So, you know, I don't think you're looking at that changing anytime soon. Um, and like you said, with the action stuff, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool little moment. It's a cool one, two, three, came moment, but like you said, Tony Khan's booking He's going to get featured for two weeks, and then it'll be on Dark for the next three months. And we're supposed to remember that he's on Dark because they played a clip of it on their Twitter or YouTube page, and we're supposed to remember that. Um, but maybe at least a good thing, hopefully, possibly, is that we'll be getting less Ring of Honor um, on AEW TV as far as that goes. I think Tony Khan even did an interview, I forget who it was with, I kind of admitted that, you know... Um, yeah, he focused a little bit too much on getting Ring of Honor on Dynamite, but apparently they're bringing back Honor Club as a streaming service and then they start airing shows on there, which I think is kind of a bit of a fail on Tony Khan's part. Because I remember him doing interviews a while back that he was trying to get streaming services uh, to pick up Ring of Honor or some kind of TV deal somewhere. And you look at it, I mean, like you Sherman says, Rampage does, so what, three, 400,000 people every week? No TV executive or no network is going to look at that and be like, oh, if, if that's what Ring of Honor is going to pull in too, because that's probably what it'll end up doing, like viewers-wise, if that, uh, why would they put it on a time slot or why would they pay money to get it on their streaming service? So instead, Tony has to get Ring of Honor back, uh, Honor Club back up for, what, nine ninety nine a month? I mean, I guess if it has Ring of Honor pay-per-views on it too, great. But that's got to be looked as a big, you know, slap in the face of Tony Khan who was expecting big TV deals for this and it's just like who's going to go out there and pay for another streaming service and as I've said he's been trying to prop up Ring of Honor as this thing so many people care about but in actuality it's these fans who he thinks care about it are the same fans that abandoned it the second the Bucks and the Elite and Cody left after that nobody gave two shits about Ring of Honor but they like to think you know they did but that's not how it worked out in the end so what about you what are your thoughts chairman on this whole Ring of Honor deal well, trying to get Ring of Honor on mainstream television in this day and age reminds me of when WWE tried to bring back ECW in the mid-2000s. Like, yeah, you can bring back some of the old faithful wrestlers from that for old promotion, but in the grand scheme of things, it's probably going to fail because you're not going to put the energy into it. And obviously, ECW of the past was better than ECW relaunched, and I think the same thing could be said for Ring of Honor. Like, I'm cool with them bringing the streaming platform back. I mean, I'm hoping this time around that Tony Khan actually somehow gets like the first several years of Ring of Honor content on there. Like, I feel like the last time, like, they never had it, that access to that for some reason. So it's like, I want to watch all the old Kevin Steen, Claudio matches, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, 
I know they have like stuff from like 2011 up because it's on TV, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I want to watch the old Ring of Honor. Like, I've never seen it before, but I've heard a lot of amazing things about it. You know, CM Punk, Brian Danielson. I want to watch all that stuff. So if they can get all that stuff on there, then yeah, I would subscribe. I would check that out. And like you said, if they can get pay-per-views on there, that would be cool too, just like PK does for WWE. But it would be also kind of funny because Ring of Honor, Honor Club would have Ring of Honor pay-per-views, but we still don't have a streaming platform for AEW because I'm not paying $50 a month for pay-per-views right now until this their content gets better. But I am totally fine with them finally realizing that Ring of Honor is way oversaturated in AEW. Like, AEW's got enough wrestlers, enough championships, where they don't need all this extra stuff thrown in. They only have a two-hour time slot on Dynamite, which I consider their prime slot. Like, that's their two hours a week that they have to, you know, get fans invested. And I think they're trying to do too much with too little time, and wrestlers are getting forgotten about or cast a rampage. Dark, dark. So it's just, just Ring of Honor stuff just needs to be set to their own platform area. You know, if people want to watch Jay Lethal in 2023, that's cool. I'm not interested. Him and Jeff Jarrett, go away. Like, they're like cockroaches at this point. Like, they just won't die. Like, I don't know if Tony Khan has, like, this weird infatuation of Impact where he wants to buy TNA next and complete his Infinity Gauntlet somehow. But, like, I am so sick of seeing Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. It's, like, ridiculous. Yeah, and the same thing. You want to send Matt Taven over there, send him over there, send the Kingdom over there. It's like, no, nobody wants to. Send, I mean, granted, I don't think Matt Taven's been on AEW TV since that one time, but it's like, just just send them, just go over there, like keep them over on Ring of Honor, make maybe one or two matches every now and then on Dynamite. Is that fine? Yeah, that's fine. But we don't just see these matches every single week on Dynamite when it's focused on Ring when you have Ring of Honor. Well, like you said, when we got guys like Miro, who's been nowhere to be found on TV recently, when you got guys like um FTR who's barely been on TV. I mean, you know, those kinds of people. It's like, um yeah, I know FTR has been Ring of Honor champions, but still they were so hot in AEW for a time period, and then they just threw them in a match with the acclaimed out of nowhere that had no build to it. And it's like, you know, you do they bring of Honor titles almost maybe kind of pigeonhole them into a spot. And they don't have those anymore because they lost them to the Briscoes in a dog collar match at the pay-per-view of uh, last weekend. And it seemed that kind of lead to some speculation from people that it could be a sign that FTR is on their way out when their contracts expire in April, that maybe there have been some overtures made from Triple H and company and WWE that, you know, hey, you come back here, we'll give you good money. We're going to push you like an actual tag team. You know, we're actually going to feature you as main eventers and not shaving each other's backs like they did during Vince McMahon's uh, WWE. Uh, I put a poll out there on our Twitter page at the hot underscore tag, and it was 53 to 47% yes that they took the FTR losing the titles at the Ring, at Ring of Honor titles as a sign that they could be on their way out and back to WWE. Uh, what do you think about that, Chairman? Yeah, it could be very possible. I mean, there's been some cryptic tweets, I think, dropped from those guys and recent weeks you know about things and yeah i mean obviously they had their you know clash with the briscoes and obviously they lost the ring of titles i see they got a wrestle kingdom match against uh hiroki goto and the freaking jobber of jobbers um yoshihashi so makes you wonder like if they're really gonna drop the tag titles of those guys they're probably definitely going back to wwe because like no one loses anything to yoshihashi because he's a bigger jobber than qt marshall almost um yeah, I mean, obviously now that Triple H is in control, you know, he's definitely going to want some guys back. Obviously, Riddle's back kind of starting next year in like some vice president role. Um, but, you know, 
apparently Triple H kind of going off topic a little bit, but it ties in here before we're talking about, but like he's underwhelmed with some of the guys he's brought back, but obviously you bring FTR in, you're going to improve your tag team division tenfold. So, and it's like, these guys are super hot. Everyone loves, you know, FTR, but like they're, I don't know, like they could have been the AEW tag team champions when they were collecting all these other championships. And then for some reason it never happened. And then Tony Khan, I mean, I get the acclaimed are on fire, but there was a window there where they could have had FTR has champions before the acclaimed, but it's a, it's another Tony Khan mess. And I mean, there might've been plans obviously for FTR and CM Punk to become trios champions as well. But obviously that happened punk, you know, cause obviously they had a kind of a bond for a while there where they just mashed us together. So I, I would not be surprised to see FTR leave AEW and go back to WWE in the near future. Yeah, I mean, I can remember talking about in the beginning of the year, even I think up till June, that I said if I can make FTR my wrestlers of the year, I would do it. And now I don't even know if FTR is going to be my tag team of the year at this point when we do our year-end award show in a week or two. Uh, that's how much they've fallen off of AEW TV. They haven't really been on it that much. Like I said, they had their one match with the Acclaim, but they've really been like kind of just hit a wall, which once again is Tony Khan's bookie. I'm going to be interested to see what happens with Ricky Starks now that he's had lost his match to MJF. Is he going to be off TV now for a month or two after he's been his hottest since he's been into the promotion? But, I mean, if their contracts expire in April, I don't know when they expire in April. You could easily be looking at a night after WrestleMania debut uh, for FTR. Uh, if you want to get back, if you want to bring back that feeling of people debuting the night after WrestleMania, I think that's an instant one right there. Um and like you said, you bring up Triple H's. I want. I, I'm curious to see who he thinks he's talking about. Uh, I could see Hit Row being part of that list. I think you know, without Swerve Strickland, they're really just nothing anyway. I could see them being a disappointment. Maybe somebody like uh, uh, Braun Strowman, who he brought back, who kind of you know, he did said that thing he did about smaller wrestlers and hasn't really big. I don't know. To me, he hasn't made much of an impact. And I said when he came back, I don't think he's going to make that big of an impact coming back. Um, and I don't even know. Maybe he's talking about Bray Wyatt. Though I also I read that Bray Wyatt wasn't supposed to be ready to wrestle like when he came back. So maybe he's dealing with some kind of injury. Um, but what do you think? What you got any other names you want to speculate about, Chairman? Yeah, Hit Row was the first one that kind of came to mind for me. Like, you know, not having Swerve there was just kind of like, is this something missing with that faction? And I mean, they were kind of just nothing to get excited about anyway. But, I mean, Braun Strowman's another one. He's kind of stuck in some dead-end feud of Osmosis Jones, as you call him. And um, just, like, nothing's happening there. I mean, I give Bray Wyatt credit. Obviously, there's there's long-term story to be telling. Maybe he's not fully in ring condition yet, you know. But, like, you know, there are people that have panned out. Like, Dakota Kai, obviously, has done phenomenal has, since Chief's return. You know, Kieran Cross, I think, and Scarlett, you know, they had some moments where they were really high. I mean, unfortunately, they haven't really been doing too much lately. But, like, you know, there's just a lot of moving parts going on, you know. Obviously, Johnny Gargano's on, you know, the main roster now since Triple H taking over. You know, brought Mia Yim back. Or, is that her name this week? They keep changing her name. You know, but then, like, you bring Emma back, and then she's kind of forgotten about already. So, it's like, you know, they got a lot of people, a lot of moving parts. I think they still don't know what they want to do yet. But, I mean, I think it's better to have some Triple H in power than Vince. I mean, apparently they said that Triple H has, like, the most of the top part of the WrestleMania card already ready to go, bearing injuries, so that's good to hear. So I I, I trust Triple H's direction still, regardless. We are in the winter months, lackluster wrestling, you know, holiday season. Like, I honestly 
push like wrestling promotions to kind of just shut down like this time of year and just do year end shows or best matches of the year shows. They used to do that back in the day, I think, but like right now everyone's just kind of cashed out of wrestling. It'd be a good time to take a break. Yeah. I mean, even me, it's like, you know, I bowl on Wednesday nights now. So I watch some of dynamite. I watch some of raw, maybe like the first hour, hour and a half and like SmackDown, the same thing. It's like um, every other Friday I'm out most of the time. So I barely even watch that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I think you could take the break and even, like, if you want to start up back up the day after Christmas. I know they're, like, running that house show loop the day after Christmas, which does a lot of money for them. And it's, like, normally their busiest and most sold-out house shows of the year. You know, you come back right there. You hype it up on TV that, like, you get big matches that you haven't seen in a few weeks. You know? But unfortunately, with the way that TV revenue works this uh, these days and ratings, I don't think you're going to see anything like that anytime soon. But I agree with your thought there, Chairman. Um Let's go over now to kind of WWE-related stuff. Like I said, there was a lot of that that took place uh, this past week. So let's start with the first female that made news this week, and that was over the last two weeks, I should say, and that's Sasha Banks. Um, you know, there's been talk here and there. You know, is she coming back? She's listed on the internal roster. Uh, now, apparently, though, everything between Sasha Banks and WWE is done. Uh, you know, she's they hadn't come to agreement, and according to PW Insider, who report, reported at first that she's going to be making an appearance for uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom coming up, um, with the idea that you know she wants to make money, a lot of money. Apparently, she was asking for a lot of money from the WWE. I saw reports from guys from the Voices of Wrestling that she's going to be making more per appearance for New Japan than Chris Jericho was, and Chris Jericho was making $100,000. Of course, New Japan has their women's belt now that Kyrie Sane has for them, so you could be looking at a match there. I know she's always wanted to do a run in stardom. Um, so what I'll say on this is that I'm never going to go out. I'm, I'm going to say the same thing when we get to the stuff with Mandy Rose. As long as you're making money legally and you're making bank and somebody wants to pay you all that money, I have no issue with how you do what you do to make money. I'm just curious to see how a company like New Japan, who like you know makes money but not a lot, or even if they, she goes to stardom, a company like Stardom, where they get this $100,000 per appearance back from Sasha. I mean, are they going to do what's 100000 divided by 10, what is it, 10000 uh, extra subscriptions to New Japan World for Wrestle Kingdom because Sasha Banks is on it. I mean, I know Sasha has her Sasha stands that go crazy for her, and if you say anything about, bad about her. And like I said, this isn't me taking away from Sasha. I think she's a very talented worker. And like I said, if you can make money the legal way and make that much, I just, I'm just i just curious to see how this builds her up. And then, of course, there's a talk that uh, Soraya is promising in a few weeks in January a mystery partner to go up against Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And it's like, um, you know, apparently, you know, Sasha's contract comes to an at the end of the year. Is that really going to be her? Uh, I think if it's not going to be her, that AEW has to throw cold water on it right away because if they build that up to people thinking it's going to be Sasha and they get to that show and it's somebody else, that person's not going to get the reaction they want, even if it is somebody like a Kyrie Sane coming over from New Japan. So uh, a lot to take in there, Chairman. What are your thoughts on this whole Sasha Banks story and being done with the WWE? Well, I mean, there was a lot of questions with Sasha Banks throughout the year. Triple H has obviously been in power now for several months now. I figured if that Sasha was going to return, like it probably would have happened by now. 
or Triple H would have had a plan in place for her to return. I mean, at this point, Royal Rumble is a logical place for her to return if she's going to return. But if she's not going to return, then obviously you're looking at who knows. Like, there's a New Japan appearance, like you said. I saw that. And I just don't know if there's a whole lot of opportunity over there. I mean, I mean, unless there's like relationship with stardom, then yeah, huge opportunity. Like, I don't know how much New Japan has invested in their women's division at this point. I haven't really paid attention to New Japan a whole lot, honestly, lately. I know, like you said, Kyrie is obviously someone that they're building up. But, of course, we all do know that New Japan does have a relationship with AEW. So, yeah, this could go – that could be the way in. The AEW is like she's a mystery partner with Soraya, and that could be huge for their women's division. But, I mean – It'll be interesting to see what Sasha does. I mean, obviously, she can do the Hollywood route as well. She's got connections. You know, she's done things for, you know, shows. I mean, it's it's interesting to see what happens to her. I haven't heard anything about Naomi at all. I mean, she's completely off the grid. And, the, you know, the weird thing is, like, you know, she's married to Jimmy Uso. So, it's like bloodline, you know, and they still can't get her back. So, there must be some really messed up stuff going on. I don't know what the deal is there. But, you know, obviously, Sasha's way more popular than Naomi. Sasha will get opportunities i don't know what's gonna happen with naomi at all i guess it's one of those things where we just kind of hang out wait and see what happens and if sasha's happy then more power to her that's what all you can ask for honestly yeah i think i saw a picture of naomi with jade cargo at a basketball game the other day if i remember correctly so maybe maybe she'll get brought into uh aew as well there as like oh we're bringing in um we're bringing in Sasha. Okay, we'll bring you in, uh, Naomi, Dude, too. Naomi's giving me the mystery partner. Trinity, get oh, wild. God, oh, my God. That would be so hilarious if that was the case. Um, I would just laugh. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I've made my thoughts about Naomi Nona on the show. I think she's got a good athletic background. I'm just not a fan of how she uses it in her in-ring capabilities, and I've been called out on it before by uh, – New Japan, or not New Japan, Naomi fans, but uh, you bring up New Japan, Chairman. What are your thoughts on this uh, Wrestle Kingdom card? We got Okada, Jay White, you're getting Osprey, Kenny Omega. You mentioned the tag title match. What do you think? I'm more interested in Osprey and Omega, honestly. Like, I love Jay White, but, like, I've seen him in Okada, like, how many times? And it's almost like Wrestle Kingdom, hmm, Jay White's going to enter, he'll probably lose the title. I mean, I, to Okada, because that's just the way it is. I am definitely more interested in Osprey, Kenny Omega. That match will definitely kick some major ass. Yeah, I'm with you too. I mean, like I said, I've I've been falling behind in my New Japan watching over the last year. I haven't really been watching it as much as I should. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love. I mean, I've always said that if I was Triple H, I'd find out when Jay White's contract ends and he'll be my number one priority. I think he's a great heel. I still think he is from the clips I've seen. But, yeah, I mean, Kenny Osprey, you get Kenny away from the Young Bucks for a match. Uh, you get to see what he can do one-on-one with Will Osprey, a match that people have always wanted to see happen, and it's finally happening at Wrestle Kingdom. So that's a good thing there. I'll probably definitely re-up my uh, New Japan World subscription for January so I can watch it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to like you said, Osprey, oh, you know, I'm sorry, Okada, Jay White, I've seen it before. We've seen it numerous times. I've seen it in person. Uh, this may be the most, like, uh, polished Jay White has been since this has happened. I'd love to see him win, but, I mean, yeah, we'll see what they can break last in case of Okada. Uh, thing that we always talk about. Um, so if if Sasha is done with the WWE, um, I mean obviously I think the women there, the women's division is 
probably the strongest it's been in a while. I mean, you got Becky, Bianca, you've got you know Bailey back with Io and Dakota Kai. Uh, Tegan Knox is back too with Liv Morgan. They're a tag team now. You know, Ronda still got name value. She's around. We got Alexa Bliss kind of almost you got that tease on Raw this past Monday where she almost hit um, where she almost attacked Bianca Belair after she beat Bailey after the Bray Wyatt thing flashed on the screen, but uh, with Sister Abigail, but then she stopped herself and that didn't happen. Um, I think, you know, I think the women's division is going to be okay. I don't see an issue with it. I'm just curious. I guess I'm trying to phrase what's, do you think Sasha's legacy is a strong one leaving the WWE at this point, Chairman? I mean, it's hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, honestly, I mean, she's had some moments. I mean, I think people are going to remember her most for her NXT match with Bailey, honestly. Yeah, I was gonna say I think her NXT run is gonna end up being more memorable than her main roster run. Well, yeah, because you look at it, she really never had a big WrestleMania moment. Like she lost the majority of her WrestleMania matches, except for like her last one, I think. Um you know, there's some injury spells that happens in wrestling, but you know, I think she's gonna be known more for winning the title and losing it like super quick. I mean I, I definitely think, like, in the four horsemen hierarchy, she's definitely behind Becky Lynch and Charlotte. And Bailey will probably pass her by before it's all said and done, honestly. So she's going to be the four for the four horsewomen. Kind of sucks. But then, of course, you look at the rising stars now, like the Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley era we're getting into now. It's like Sasha might just be another cog in a machine. Like, we talk about Trish and Lita era, you know, of women's wrestling. And then there, there were some steady hands like Victoria, you know, back then. So that's kind of the tier she's going to probably end up being in. Sorry, I hate to say it, but facts are facts. If she don't come back and reestablish herself, you know, Becky and Charlotte are the alphas. I'm just picturing Michael Cole sitting in a quarter, just like watching her in New Japan or in AEW and just, just yelling, boss time, boss time, every single time he sees her and just wiping away uh, a tear every single time it happens. You know he's going to be doing that. He's going to be watching those TV, her on TV and just yelling it when she comes out for no reason. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you. I mean, you know, Becky definitely, I think, you know, surpassed her and is the number one horsewoman. I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte, if she's probably coming back and getting a title match with Bianca Belair, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, just her name alone gets her past Sasha. So, I mean, I've seen some people say she was making way less than Becky and Charlotte, and Becky and Charlotte were making a couple million each, and she was making under a million. I'm sure Triple H would have given her more money, but who knows? Maybe she's asking for more for Becky. I don't know. We don't know that for sure. I'm sure it'll come out someday, but we don't know right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Sasha's legacy, like I said, like, I agree with you. It's like she's had her moments. She had a pretty good NXT run. Um you know, she had some decent stuff on the main roster. I mean, you know, she had a couple of good matches with Charlotte. I remember there was a, like a street fight or a last man standing match from a Raw that they main evented, and they ended up, it was really good. I think they had their Hell in a Cell match wasn't bad, but yeah, it seemed like after, once after that, Becky and Charlotte kind of popped their way in and took over, and Ronda came in, and she got her way, and then um, she just kind of got left in the dust, and then, you know, she walked out, unfortunately. Um, so that's one female that was in the news this week. And then yesterday we get the news that Mandy Rose was released from her WWE contract. Um, you know, she apparently had something similar to an OnlyFans site. Uh, I don't remember what the name, I think it was called Brand Army something. I don't know. Um, and was paid, like, was doing some, like, you know, you know, 
bikini lingerie stuff on there, which is fine, but she kept getting more and more risque and was kind of pushing the line of some of the stuff she was showing as far as, uh, you know, I saw, you know, there was one picture of her and her boy, I think fiance now in the shower, like, you know, both naked, uh, not showing anything, but, you know, implying a lot of things there. Um, and, you know, I guess from a WWE standpoint, it's kind of something where they thought it was over the line. And then, of course, she quickly loses the title to Roxanne Perez this past Tuesday on NXT, which was apparently being built up for uh, the next uh, big show in January, New Year's Evil. Um, my thoughts on this are this. I thought, first of all, let me say, I thought Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction had been great. I was really looking forward to seeing what they could do on the main roster. I thought Mandy has grown leaps and bra- leaps and bounds as a performer and a wrestler in NXT. Uh, but at the same time, so this is right, like I, basically like I said with Sasha, is if you can find a way to make money and make a ton of money and it's legal, I have no issue with how you make your money and make your bank. And apparently she's making almost in the millions on uh, this site that she's been doing. So all the power to her. If you can do make a career doing that and not taking bumps in the ring and you can show off your a great body and apparently have guys send you pictures of their dicks to, to judge or rank, I've, whatever, you, you want to make money doing that, that's fine. But at the same time, I can see the WWE standpoint where they're like a corporate entity, they have sponsors, you know, if a sponsor sees that, they may have a problem with it. So I can totally see the WWE's point of view on this thing. Maybe it's something they work out in a few months. Uh, it sucks that, like I said, hopefully this doesn't uh, affect J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan. Hopefully they find, they get pulled up now to the main roster and actually get in the tag team division there because I still think together as a group they work. Uh, but like I said, I can see both sides of the argument here. I can see why Mandy wouldn't want to stop doing it, but I can also see why the WWE feels like they had to take a stand as far as what they're performers can do and getting very, very close to the line as far as pictures go. Uh, what are your thoughts on this situation, Chairman? Well, first and foremost, we have to say congratulations to Roxanne Perez. I'm very happy that, you know, she won the NXT Women's Championship. You know, it's kind of a surprise that they did on this past Tuesday. Like I saw, I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird that they had this on a Tuesday night just out of the blue. I'm like, well, you know, good for her, you know, because she was definitely an up-and-coming, you know, wrestler, and a lot of people like Roxanne Perez. I think she's one of the bright spots down there, so good for her. Very happy that she got the title, you know. But this is a freaking mind fuck. The next day, you find out that Mandy Rose gets freaking shit canned, and I'm like, what? I'm like, this woman just had a 400-something-day title reign. Like, what the hell happened here? And then, of course, you know, I find out everything like you just talked about, and it's just um, absolutely wild that, uh, she, you know, she got released. Um, I just put an order in for Inside Collectibles, by the way, for a Manny Rose action figure, because apparently that's probably going to be uh, compromised soon. So, uh, yeah, get those before they go up in value or not allowed Mattel. Mattel's apparently all but heard about the whole thing, honestly. That's what I heard. Mattel was the reason why uh, WWE had to pull the plug. And it's kind of crazy, like, you could have suspended her. You couldn't have like said, Hey, stop doing that, Mandy. But then, you know, you hear the things, well, she's making a lot more money than WWE. So if you want to do that, you know, that's cool, you know, but it just sucks because, you know, she obviously had a, just like I said, a really long women's title reign, you know, toxic trash was one of the biggest acts, you know, and 
you know, let's go back to what you said before about JC Jane and Dee Dolan. Like, I hope this doesn't hurt those two because they're fantastic as well. And I think their time in NXT was coming to an end, along with Mandy, if she would have still been employed anyway. Like, those three, Raw or SmackDown, would have been a fantastic group. So I'm hoping Gigi and JC don't get affected. I hope they go to Raw or SmackDown and absolutely just dominate because I think those two are phenomenally tangible women. Uh, Mandy is like, well, what does she do next? Does she still have the passion to wrestle? Because, I mean, I'm sure the, you know, AEW obviously has no problem with people using those websites for their own money because, oh, fuck, what's her name now? Uh, Paige Van Zandt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen her in a while, but, you know, obviously she does those kind of things too, you know, which, whatever. I don't have no opinion on the matter. You do you, girls, you know, or Ben, you know. But, you know, obviously the contract WWE, if, you know it's a thing you know then you can't do it it's like i'm guessing wd is probably mad because you know she's making money and they weren't getting a cut because they love to have their cut so um apparently the door is open for her to come back you know once she stops doing that website but you know it's one of those things like she's got a great body and people are paying for it so they want to see the pictures and the request and you know it's maybe she doesn't wrestle anymore i mean she's got her fan base built up you know she can use social media to make some money just showing her body off more power to her if that's the route she wants to go i mean it definitely sucks as a wrestling fan because i think you know she was a fantastic performer as far as like your gimmick goes and you know coming off a 400 out day reign it's like you're obviously we're doing something right to keep a day title for over a freaking year but you know it's a it's, it's a sucky situation be curious to kind of see what the fallout is of it honestly um like i said i just hope gee and jason are too affected by it you know, and of course, you know, you got the people that are like, well, you know, you used to have Playboy, you know, divas, and this is hypocritical. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's an argument that you could have all day, honestly, you go round and round. Or Matt Riddle apparently doing cocaine and getting suspended, but not fired. So, I don't know. It's it's a shit show. It's unfortunate. Um, hopefully, Mandy's all right. That's all you can ask for. Like, hopefully, she's okay. And, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's just a sucky situation because I was really hoping to see Mandy and Toxic Attraction kick some ass on the main roster. Maybe it'll happen someday, but maybe it won't. Yeah, I, I think she. I saw her post something. Um, I think today actually, yeah, she's doing good. Obviously, I'm sure she's like, yeah, now I can make a shit ton of money. Um, I mean, look at the Iconics did the same thing where they pretty much quit wrestling because people were paying them to for the photos they were posting. Uh, and like you said, the Playboy thing, it's like it's been that's. That was almost like, I'm trying to think, at least almost 20 years ago at this point. I mean, you know, Playboy's kind of sort of a, you know, was a respected magazine. And, you know, it was obviously, like you said, a, a co-promotion with the WWE. And, like, I see people bring up, like, the Xavier Woods stuff. I'm like, there's a difference between her posting it on her own and Mandy and then a hacked video showing up on the Internet. That's not anybody like Paige or Xavier Woods or, you know, I don't even know what Brad Maddox is doing nowadays. Well, any of their faults. Um... Yeah, you bring up that Matt Riddle thing. I actually completely, almost completely forgot about that thing, too. You know, he was written off TV last week and apparently um, failed a drug test. It was apparently, um, if you go back to when they were supposed to do Riddle and Seth Rollins at SummerSlam and it got pushed back, that was his first failed drug test. And then apparently he had another one more recently, so now he's uh, going to rehab for six, I think I saw like six weeks, so he's been written off TV. Um, I feel like Riddle's kind of just been floating and like you know it's kind of funny talking about that with his gimmick like just kind of lost his way since randy orton's been gone i mean he had that brief run with a roman reigns and he had a title match with roman and roman beat him clean 
Uh, but maybe now you can see why, uh, you know, he kind of gets the reputation that he does with people like guys like Brock and Goldberg and some of the higher up guys that, you know, he does kind of come off as like a as like a punk and somebody who doesn't really respect them. So, I mean, I wonder if this, you know, affects him long term. I'm, pro- I'm guessing that it probably does end up affecting him long term in WWE. I mean. You know, at this point, there's even talk that Randy Orton might not even be coming back. So who knows what's next for uh, Riddle? But it's got to be disappointing to see him gone in this fashion, right, Chairman? Yeah, it's not good. I mean, the highlight of the year is when Seth Rollins pretty much drug him through the mud in that backstage promo. <laughs> oh fuck, that was that was a highlight. That, that was funny. I mean, it should be funny, actually. But it was funny, but I don't know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was a great feud. But the funny thing is, like, Seth Rollins is the one that came out of it better than Riddle. Like, you're expecting Riddle to be kind of flirting with, you know, main event status. And then it's almost like he kind of just fell off a cliff, like, weird. Like, I thought, like, him and Rollins would both kind of be, like, top guys in Raw. But then, like, Seth obviously... You know, I say enough about Seth. We all know Seth's, you know, amazing and all, but like, you know, he's gonna be fine. You know, he's he's a top guy, but like Riddle, I thought was gonna be kind of up there too now. You know, because you know the stuff of RK Bro of Randy Orton was fantastic. People loved it. Um, but yeah, you know, Randy's gone. We don't know if he's coming back or not. Uh, fingers crossed he does come back if he wants to, because you know, Randy Orton, as much crap as we kind of talk about Randy sometimes, like you know, he is respected and phenomenal performer and you know he's definitely missed but yeah it's like riddle and him were fantastic team i definitely wish there was a blow-off match between the two at some point if we ever get i don't know if randy can go if riddle can say clean like dude say up the coke man or whatever the hell you're doing because you know we don't need a, we, we don't need a modern day rob van dam far as like pissing your career away like i literally just watched like the RVD, you know, he won the titles and then he freaking lost them all like within like a week because, you know, he got busted of weed and driving. And it's like, come on, man, you're like a freaking star, you know, the top of the, you know, top of the world, man. And you're doing dumb shit. And, you know, you just pissing your career away, man. Like, you know, how many people would kill to be in your spot. So it's like, it blows my mind that these guys do dumb things like that. You know, whether it be Rob Van Dam or Riddle or anybody else, whether it's wrestling or, football or basketball it's like how many people would kill for your spot it just blows my mind that you guys do dumb things like that but you know hopefully riddle gets the help he needs and makes a recovery and comes back clean and you know does cool bro things again yeah exactly we just want to hope that he he gets the help that he needs he gets i mean apparently you know his you know you said with that seth rollins promo there is some messy stuff still going on with the family um, that's part of the reason why these drug tests kind of came out like they did because his wife wanted the results of some of the drug tests for their uh, lawsuit battle that they're having. So, yeah, you don't want to see somebody, like you said, do an RVD and piss his career away like he did when after he won the titles. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, last thing to bring up here today, uh, there was a rumor or a report out last week. and I'm sorry, but I don't have the person who reported it in front of me right now. So I apologize for not giving them credit that apparently one of the matches penciled in, as Chairman said, that apparently Triple H has already got this WrestleMania card planned out barring injury. Uh, one of the matches penciled in for WrestleMania was Brock Lesnar versus Gunther. And the second I saw that announced, I was like, all right. This is Triple H's WWE. I mean, Gunther's been having a great reign as Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown. Um, 
I think this match should be Gunther just destroying Brock and Brock putting him over. Hopefully Brock is okay with him putting working with Gunther and putting Gunther over. But uh, as Big E uh, has said, this is going to be a big meaty man slur. However, he's a big meaty man slapping meat or however they talk about it on uh, Twitter. And they did that thing. But I am 100% look all in on this match. I mean, hell, make it for the Intercontinental title. I mean, I don't, I, I'm sure it won't be. But... I think Gunther is somebody that Triple H is, uh, sees as his uh, potential future main eventer. I mean, obviously he had that huge long reign in NXT as UK champion there. Hell, let Gunther be the guy to beat Roman Reigns somewhere down the line if Roman didn't hang on to the titles uh, after WrestleMania, if you want to go that route. But I think Gunther definitely has the ability to be a big player for the WWE, and I think putting him in the ring against Brock is a positive step going forward. Uh, agree, Chairman? Yeah, I mean, Guther is one of the bright spots right now on SmackDown, you know, and a lot of people enjoy watching him. I mean, this goes back to NXT UK, like, back when he was with the Walter name, and it's like, this dude slaps hard, man. Like, you imagine that dude laying his freaking big-ass palms on Brock Lesnar's freaking chest, and Brock Lesnar just suplexing, and freaking, it's going to be a freaking... You're going to tee two hosses kick the shit out of each other. Like, that's the match. Like, that's a WrestleMania match. Like, if this is legit, like, this needs to happen for sure. I am committed to this. Like, I don't even care if there's a title on the line, if he's still Intercontinental Champion or what. But, yeah, I'm all for this. Let's let's ride. Yeah, WrestleMania is definitely... I'm excited for WrestleMania this year. Just like, who's going to face Roman? Could Steve Austin possibly come back? Did you see the report that Kevin Owens is trying to talk Shawn Michaels into a match for WrestleMania? Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, apparently he went up to him and was like, hey, you want to have uh, like one more match? And like Shawn Michaels apparently is open to the idea, but like he came back for that Crown Jewel show and was kind of like, I shouldn't have done that. But, I mean, yeah, I would definitely be down for that. I'm sure that's something you'd be down for. Well, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of teasers of, like, Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles, Shawn Michaels versus Seth Rollins. Like, it'd be kind of cool to see uh, Shawn Michaels for a WrestleMania moment. I mean, he was crowned Mr. WrestleMania, but, I mean, the terms have to be right for sure. So, if there's – I mean, Kevin Owens maybe his new gimmick now, you know, besides having those cool-ass WrestleMania shirts he has every year, of, you know, revising the old photos is, like, KO Mania – he just starts freaking wrestling like all the legends of the past. So maybe maybe Roman Reigns is not fighting The Rock. Maybe it's going to be Kevin Owens versus The Rock, and we're all getting swerved. Oh, man, yeah. So we got you can bring back uh, Shawn Michaels. I mean, what's Hogan? I mean, Hogan wouldn't do that. Hogan's not doing the job, brother, so you can't. Uh, Hogan's going to have to win and go over. And they'll probably want a title program afterwards. Yeah, get Nash in there. Yeah, any future or former WrestleMania main event. Breaking news. Breaking news. Kevin Nash, Chore Squad. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. Just thinking about it, getting ready to train. Um, but that is our show for this week. The next time you will hear from us will be our year-end award show. We will go through it and give out our awards from 2022 as we are talking about it uh, a little bit during the show. So look forward to that coming up on PWMania.com. But for my co-host and chairman, Stephen Vincent, I am Justin Z signing off, and we will talk to you then.